live we're hot on the mic uh this is the welcome to buckets and beyond this is normally the portion of the show where ben seibel our esteemed host would say what up what up what up ben is <laughs> not here with us this week this this saturday morning uh you've got uh andrew here aka the goon along with jay bonnie um yep yep <laughs> uh second second straight week without our fearless leader ben seibel uh we are benless again um so if any of y'all are Ben stands, uh, you got to wait at least one more week um, to get uh, any of his, what I deem oftentimes terrible opinions. Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. You're you're stuck with you're stuck with Jay and I's terrible opinions this week. Uh, yes, sir. So, yes, sir. <laughs> so our our hot takes, medium takes, lukewarm takes, just all around bad takes, and occasionally the gem the the really the really solid take um so we'll get we'll get started right off with um let's let's start with heat celtics uh jay we're, we're doing our nba All roundup right. celtics just got a much needed win really a, a must win uh not just much needed uh last night to take the series to three to two um what what are you what how are you feeling about the series is it is this more like okay you've stalled the inevitable did the celtics suddenly have life like what are you what are you thinking looking at this series man i'm going with the latter i think i think last night we saw a revitalized celtics and and i guess just to recap i don't know if we mentioned this we're at game we're about to see game six so last night was game five yes so we're tied three two celtics are down two um he'd have three wins we're recording um, september 26th just after game five game six will be sunday night aka tomorrow at the yeah, time of this basically recording. basically where we're at like we sort of it, it's it's shaping up to be a heat lakers final and i don't know like last night i, I just sort of got high on the celtics man like th that third quarter was so fire from jason tatum you know, he, has, he scored 17 of, of, I believe, how many points did they get? They got like 40 points or something crazy. Yeah, uh, they, they dropped 41 and a quarter on the on the Heat. Yeah, so like, I don't know, Tatum was everywhere. Um, every Really, everybody was everywhere. Everybody was like fired up. Um, you know, there were reports that Kimba Walker at halftime was sort of a leader. You know, he had a speech, told everybody they need to calm down. They need to, like, focus on making the plays instead of, like, focusing on winning the game. They just need to focus on making the plays. Um, so, I mean, like, seeing leadership from Kimba, who who we know he's, he's got the age, he's got the, he's got the ability. He just hasn't been on a great team, you know. Um, yeah, and we forget – been dope. I think people tend to forget, like, he spent so long in Charlotte – like he's a national champion. Like he he led a team. He led that UConn team. Now, eight or nine years ago, it's been. But but he has the pedigree of like, of the guy who wants the ball uh, at the end of the game. Like the guy who is gonna is gonna potentially lead your team. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like the Celtics got a lot of got a lot of just solid guys, man. Like like I I can't say this really about the Mavericks. You know, like. <laughs> not that I don't trust our players, man, but like guys like Marcus Smart, 
guys like Jalen Brown, who when when they have the ball, good things happen, and and they they play with passion and they play with confidence. Um, I don't know, like they just got a solid team, and and seeing Kimba lead them and fire them up at half, I think that that was like probably a huge difference, and um, and they just kind of lit it up that second half. I'm hoping they carry that momentum into the next game. I'm sort of rooting for the Celtics here, as you could probably gather. <laughs> um, you know, Mavs fan, we you know we we got a history with the Heat, but um, but yeah, man, like I, I'm really excited about the Celtics. I think that they could. I predict that this will go to seven. I think that they'll take the momentum into the next game. I think that um, man, it, it's really going to depend on foul trouble. I think I think it's going to come down to fouls because I know the Heat were in their you know all their star players had two fouls early in the game, early in the first quarter. Um, so, I mean, if um, – I know Drogic had two fouls, Bam had two fouls. Like, if these guys get fouled early and then Spolstra's, like, starting to experiment with the lineups and, like, we're forcing the coaching to get a little creative. Yeah, I think we, that's saw, we, we, saw, we saw Solomon Hill for the first time on an NBA court uh, in about, like, six or seven months. Did you, did you see any of Twitter's reaction to Solomon Hill? It looked like – No. It looked, it looked like <laughs> – he had it looked like a he looked like a man who had just shown up for the like had come out of a cave for the first time in seven months like he looked he looked all of quarantine uh like yeah. he, he he exhibited like just by his appearance like the soul of everyone who has been like all of how all of us have felt the last six months <laughs> just came out full like lived up to the name Solomon like just looked like a biblical character out there yeah uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he certainly played as well as we have in the last uh you know uh, scored as many points as we have in the last few months here he got um <laughs> he had zero points in his uh short stint yesterday yeah two assists three rebounds so you know not not terrible but yeah, yeah. I I see what you mean I um yeah this is one of those it's I was thinking about this earlier today because Miami has so thoroughly dominated teams. It feels like, or even if they haven't dominated, they just consistently have found ways to win regardless of who the opponent is. They dispatched the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one overall seed in five games. They swept the first round. So this is the first series where they've lost two games. Um, They've only lost three. I mean, this takes them to three total losses. so far in the in this so they're 11 and 3 in these playoffs which i think is only matched by the lakers who are also uh who are 11 and 3 as well um i want to say yeah okay uh, so so you've got so it feels I, I i definitely lean more towards the inevitability of it but after last night's win it kind of reminded me that the celtics i think potentially Uh, or at least on paper, like, are the more talented team. Uh, Like, they they are the deep – I think they're the deeper team. Like, the story of the first three games was Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, like, these these young guys who are playing out of their mind. Um, Jimmy Butler is just a dog who's kind of inspired uh, the rest of his teammates to kind of take on this this mentality, Uh, this just go get them. Uh, we're going to do whatever it takes to win. We're going to do the, the grunt plays. We're going to do, we're going to just going to, we're going to out hustle you. Uh, 
and make some incredible shots. But the but we've also kind of slouched on the Celtics. And I do think like Spolstra and the coaching staff of the Heat kind of jumped on them a little bit in the first couple of games and just coached circles around them when it came to, you yeah. know, like defensive scheme. Uh, and, and, and the Celtics do have, like outside of Kimball Walker, pretty much all of their players are similar to the Mavericks in that like almost all of their players are – they have playoff experience, but it's been, you know, last year losing – in the second round or the year before that losing in the first round or so it's it's kind of a mixed bag uh but like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown uh, are all like above I mean either all the way to like all-star players that you want to build around to like a, above average caliber like three and D players that anybody anybody would want Marcus Smart on their team um oh yeah we talked about playing before the pot like Marcus Smart is the kind of player that the Mavericks want uh, you lose a lot less close games when you have a player like Marcus Smart uh, on 100%. your team. Same with same with Kimball Walker, another all-star caliber player. Gordon Hayward, before all of these injuries, was also an all-star caliber player. So you've – like if if the Celtics wake up and realize, uh, and if Brad Stevenson we, – we talked last week about kind of the drama where they went, they went down – was it when they went down 2-1 or they went down 2-1 – and yeah, you know, and and, and Marcus, I mean, Marcus Smart was cursing everybody out. There were chairs being tossed in the locker room. You know, uh, it, it looked like they were imploding. And you know, they're now down three uh, two. This the Heat could come out in Game Six and just put them away. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think I, I lean towards that because I I don't. We saw the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead. We saw Utah blow a 3-1 lead, both against the Nuggets. Uh, Jimmy Butler does not seem like the player to let his team blow a 3-1 lead. Like, it just doesn't. In the same yeah, sense, but I mean, he didn't steal it yesterday, though. Like, like, he I did, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to see a little more Jimmy yesterday. If he has a game like he did yesterday in game six, I think we could very easily see a game seven, you know? like And, and, and looking at game two um, – no, I'm not thinking of game two. I'm thinking of game um, – I'm thinking of game four. That was the one where Tyler Hero went off for 37 points. If Tyler Hero does if, – if you don't have a, a wild night like that and, – and here's the thing. Like, Tyler Hero, as great as he is, he's a young guy. He had a hot game, really like an all-timer game. And, and game one was an all-timer as well. Like some great basketball going on from both these guys. Yeah. But – Tyler Hero is Tyler Hero, man. He's, you can't depend on him to, to, to be a baller like that every night. And um, You can't you know, depend on him for you... 37 points every night, for sure. Not yet, yeah, at yeah. least. You don't, you don't, we don't expect yeah. him to, to blow up like that every night. No, and, and he, played, you know, he played decent last night. He had 14 points on, um, you know, two for five from three. 29 minutes played. You know, got, got some more playing time in there. But um, they lost that game by three points. The Celtics did, and it and again, like, kind of wanted to see a little more Jimmy. Um, so I mean, like, very close game, a game the Celtics could have won if if uh, and also Tyler Hero took a lot of threes that night. He made five threes, five of ten threes that night. So, so I mean, a night where everything's falling for a guy, it's um, and you lose by three. You know, I'm sure Brad Stevens was in there. Like, you guys played him close. Like, don't you know? Don't they're, let that game. They're, they're, know, don't let the bells in your head. The sixth guy on their bench 
blew up and had it had an all-time game and you lost by three like we're gonna be fine yeah essentially like they had to they had to throw everything at us and they only beat us by three like they they threw every single punch they had and they beat us by three so 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 yeah i mean you've kind of convinced me a little bit looking at this (laughs) you know we could both we could both be who knows what happens if it goes to a game seven oh baby yeah, I mean, I, 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 I got to say, I like Jimmy Butler and Bam in game seven. Like, I think we'll see a repeat of game one if we see a tight game in game seven, you know? Yeah, I mean, and well, I mean, let's look at it. Like, it, it has felt like a Miami dominant series because they went up 3-1. Game one, Miami by three. Game two, uh, Boston by five. Or no, 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 Miami by five. Sorry. Miami, yeah. uh, game three, Boston by 11. Game four, Miami by three. Uh, and then finally, game five, Boston by 13. So Boston has won all of their games kind of going away. Uh, Miami has had to scrap and claw down to the pretty much the final possession, final two possessions to, to win their games. So there is the potential, therefore, this Boston team just needs to wake up and, and, it, and maybe last night was – What's their chance to wake up? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, judging by how they play, like, it doesn't get much better than that in their third quarter. Um, if if they could – I think it's going to come down to just, like, where is their – where are their emotions at? You know, where's the desperation mm-hmm. at? Because, like, for the Celtics – and this is an emotional, emotional team, too. So, like, that's another reason why I kind of – why I sort of – I don't want to say believe in them. Because, like, I, I mean, bro, they got to win two games against the Heat. It's going to be tough. But um, just, like, this team is very passionate. Um, J- Jason Tatum, he was saying that he uh, didn't get that much sleep leading up to this game last night. Um, like, you know, a player like that, who's, he's a young, young guy, man. He's, like, what, 24? He's in his early 20s. He's not even 25 yet, I don't think. And um, uh, you're seeing the playoffs really, like, forge – I think you're seeing the playoffs forge him into uh, into a star, you know, like he's, he's going to learn from these, these outs, these tough outs. And, um, and I mean, he's an emotional guy. Like I was, like I was trying to get at, he's an emotional guy. He was stressed out the night before the guy got this confidence boost, got this amazing dub. Like they know they could do this. They know they could win. Uh, I think every team at this point knows like, all right, we can do this. Except if maybe we play, the if like, we play but, our best basketball, there's no reason we can't win. Yeah. We can hang yeah. with these guys. And, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, we're on the other side of, on the other side of the playoffs, the Nuggets, they look kind of tired. Uh, I would argue, like, the end of, uh, what was it, game, the end of game four, they just looked, you know, we, we didn't see a lot of Jokic. Uh, I understand. I think he was in foul trouble. But, you know, we didn't see a lot of their stars. Yeah, the, game. The, the foul calls became kind of their own story in game four. I don't know if you saw the, yeah. the story that the Lakers essentially submitted a request. Uh, it's been painted as a request for more foul calls. But essentially, like, the team or the organization was like, hey, you're calling this a little lopsided. Uh, and, yeah. and game four was the first game where we saw the Lakers – shoot more foul shots or get more fouls called going their way. Uh, we'll see if that happens yeah, again tonight. I would argue. Go 
Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm biased. I'm a LeBron guy, but like, <laughs> also, it's kind of a myth that they um that they like complain, like, complaint or whatever. Uh, something came out. I think yesterday. I think yesterday. Um, Vogel like kind of clarified. He said that they they did the same process that every team does after every game, which is like, I guess. Um, you 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 essentially similar like the Mavericks have been in this position a ton of times where you essentially like point out like, hey, we've got these three plays, especially towards the end of the game and kind of the last the last two minute report, you would see it a lot. But the essentially like we're protesting a couple of these calls, like like some of these situations where uh, we saw it happen in the Mavs Clipper series where, you know, KP gets called for some suspect fouls, some suspect technicals. And you just, as a team, you always want to try and rebuff that and be like, hey, like, we feel like you're you're kind of giving us the short shrift here. You're screwing us over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. No, like, yeah. And I saw one article that compared it to what the Rockets have done in the past. Like, the Rockets have, like, had, they've, like, contracted statisticians and, like, they've, they've had compiled data on their own, on their own terms, you know, like. Man, I wish we, I wish we had had that. On their own. I wish that, I wish we had had that in 2006. Hmm. Yeah. Man, that might have <laughs> helped in 2006. Don't you think? Hmm. Do you feel yeah. me? Yeah. yeah we, need to, we need to take a play out of the Rockets book, man. But yeah, like, some teams have done, like, actual petty things. This was not, <laughs> not one of them. And, but, which makes it kind of even more interesting that, like, that, you, you know, you, you did see, like, night and day, when, you know, in regards to foul calling. It was night and day going in that game but like you know if the refs are going to call the game right the lakers are going to win bro because like <laughs> in my opinion they get fouled more dude they just do because they're they have the ability and they're just that good um you know like i think for a long time lebron was getting away with things he, he he's aggressive he's such an aggressive player um so i think i i, I don't think i have to ask i i assume you're calling this th this thing in five tonight uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually like really excited about this game. <laughs> like, I just want to see the Lakers get Jay into is the ready. <laughs> Jay has had yeah, that I'll... full night. This is the clinch day. We're gonna clinch a finals berth. He's eating his yeah. Wheaties this morning. He's. You know what's messed up though, man. I'm not sure if I'm gonna like. I might watch the stars tonight. I'm not sure what I'm. Last night I watched the stars, and then I watched basketball this morning. Gosh. And that's actually kind of been Dude, a, the, the stars don't play tonight though. They played last night. Do they play a back to back? Yeah. No, in hockey, it's, it's, um, it's two, they play two games, then night okay. off and then two games, two games home, night off, two games away, night off. Damn. Or I might so, be yeah. getting the away so, home off, but yeah, yeah we got to get some love to the stars. Our stars for the first time in 21 years are in the Stanley cup finals. Unfortunately, their backs are against the wall tonight. Uh, got to win three in a row. <laughs> Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. I feel, I feel bad because I, I am not a hockey guy. This is not really a hockey podcast. Um, but I, I watched, I watched the third period for like watched the stars and sat down and watched a full third period and overtime last night. And I feel bad because like the first time I've watched them, they lose in overtime in a while. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they can hang in and hang tough. Yeah, man. Big shout out to all the stars, man. All the stars fans, all zero of them listening. But like, I don't know. It's, it, it it should be a bigger deal than it is. 
it doesn't feel i think you mentioned yeah. this off pod like it doesn't feel like like the stars are in the are in the playoffs i'm sure yeah. COVID, covid has a lot to do with that <laughs> and i mean and i and i remember you know some of our older like you know five ten years ago like when i was in high school or college like there would be times where the stars would make might make a west like might make a conference finals appearance or like you know we were and it felt more like that because usually I was around other people who were big hockey fans or around other people that followed it. And so it was kind of like game five, like there was just, there was a buzz and in the middle of quarantine in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of like all the social distancing and like they're in a bubble and, and hockey for me, it, it may just be my Twitter feed, but like I follow the NBA, like when there's an NBA game on, I know because people are squawking on and they're jawing back and forth on Twitter. Like, and I see, I see the reactions or I see the memes come out. I mean, and it's, and that is almost as entertaining as the game when the stars are playing or when, when the Stanley cup is on, I like, I just, I see, I I saw a ton of reactions flood in when they made it, when they clinched uh, to get to the Stanley cup, but there's just not, there's, yeah, there's just not a lot of buzz about it. I mean, I think, because of the situation we're in uh, them kind of them playing in an empty arena and just, you know, not being able to be around other stars fans that much, um, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. Also unfortunate that they m- might get bounced tonight. Might knock on wood. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Man. Yeah. The, the, the lightning are very good, man. They, uh, <laughs> they look better than the stars in my opinion. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, we jumped out. We jumped out. We jumped out to a one game. We won game one, and then yeah, we've yeah. Watching these last three games, or seeing, I think they got they got beat like five two game three, like yeah, four one uh, four one game two. Like it's yeah. Uh, Doby did not did not have it those games. So uh, yeah, Nuggets Lakers. It it does. More so maybe than the Celtics Heat series, it feels this kind of inevitability. And, of course, everyone is reacting, you know, oh, Nuggets are down 3-1. They got them right where they want them. They got them right. They got them right in that sweet spot. But but you're right. You look at LeBron and AD, and it just feels like they're built different. And, like, if this was the second round, or if this was even the first round, I feel like the Nuggets could could have could could still sneak up on them, but since the Nuggets have done this twice already, like they snuck up on Utah and they won in seven, they they snuck up on the Clippers. The Clippers fell asleep. The Clippers were were cruising and and the yeah. Nuggets just just mugged them uh, in seven games. They just stole. I mean, they just snatched it from them. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Lakers are asleep at the wheel. Like LeBron James is not asleep at the wheel here. He knows what the score is. He's seen what the Nuggets have done the previous two series. And I think they're looking at it like, no, like there will be no game six. There will be <laughs> this this yeah. is the end of the road. We're putting it to an end tonight. There's not gonna be there's not gonna be any Marcus Morris going off and saying, Y'all about to pack your bags in the third quarter and then blowing a lead. Uh yeah, I think I think the Lakers put their foot on their necks and and yeah i would i would love i would and i hate to say like i hate that we as mavericks as a maverick fan 
I hate that we may be potentially looking at a Lakers Heat final, which for I feel for a lot of Mavericks is probably like the most disgusting word. Like if you had told a Mavericks fan, it's like, hey, guess what? It's gonna be it's gonna be Lakers Heat in the finals. You would have gotten a ton of Mavericks fans just like throwing up a little bit in their mouths. Uh, maybe not for you, Jay. I mean, for the people that want to see LeBron. Uh, you know, go all the way in the Western Conference, which that is another interesting storyline we've not talked about. Uh, the fact that LeBron is about to do to the West what he had been doing for a decade in the East. Uh, yeah. And for all of the talk uh, that, oh, the Western Conference is built different, which it is. It is. I firmly believe it. Is. I firmly believe the Western Conference is tougher. Uh for all of that talk, like it's the same old LeBron. It's, it's the maybe it's the, it's the Lakers we remember of old. They haven't, you know, been this way since probably 2011, 2012. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be. Um, yeah. I forgot. Um, I was trying to find the statistic real quick. Uh, I'm going to get it off a couple games if I just like try to get it from memory. But LeBron, I think he's um, oh no, here it is right here. He's 36 and 10 in closeout games. I was going to say like 34 and 10, but yeah, he's 36 and 10 in closeout games. That ain't LeBron bad. is clutch. He's that clutch. ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he even said it like, I want to bring this team back to where you know, back to the Laker glory, back to you know, however you put it. But you know, he wants the Lakers to be the Lakers, and like. That is a that is a LeBron is a sixty four win team over an entire season in closeout games. That's that's how good that's how good (laughs) they are in closeout games. And keep in mind, in closeout games, that's against playoff opponents. Like over an eighty two game season, you play some duds. You're gonna play the Knicks a couple of times. LeBron James is winning is winning seventy eight percent of the games against playoff competition when it comes to. Like put the nail in the coffin, you know. Put yeah. Away. If if I could just gas up, bro, a little bit more, he's probably been. I don't have the stats to back this up, but he's probably been favored against in a lot of these games as well. Playing with the Cavaliers, you know, playing. Yeah, in, yeah. The, you, it would be interesting to look at the betting line specifically, um especially in those game I mean especially in those series against but here's the thing to be in a closeout game you have to be leading the series already and so oh true in some that of those series so in some of those series against the against the Spurs against the Mavericks against the the Golden State Warriors he never got to a closeout game so i think i think that is part of the issue like that stat is yeah. it, it it's impressive but it's also a little inflated because they're the first time he made it to the finals, he got swept. There's no closeout. I mean, there, well, there's one close there's the Spurs had a closeout game. LeBron did not, uh, against, against Dallas. They only won two. They, we made it to game six and Dallas put them away. Uh, the second time they played the Spurs with the heat, I believe the Spurs won in four games. Um, okay. They did win. They did win that game seven, post the the miraculous game six. Ray Allen three to tie it up. Uh, she'll live yeah, in yeah. Um, so so, but yeah, 
you you just you look at this team and it's like this isn't Kawhi and Paul George like these guys and I would also say like LeBron has been impressive in, in age 30 his his age 35 season he's still shutting guys down in the fourth quarter uh, but AD has been uh, pretty dominant as well I mean he has he's he's matched up entirely with Jokic and Jokic I mean we've had this is this has felt at times kind of like a throwback to you know a a Shaq Tim Duncan sort of uh sort of battle or a Tim Duncan Dirk Nowitzki kind of battle or a Hakeem um you know Hakeem Patrick Ewing Ewing-esque like in the in a league that has developed into like can you shoot the three and can you take the ball off the dribble suddenly we have a series in which I mean you have you have two dominant big men that are just going back and forth on either side of the ball um and it, and it's been it's been fun to see that I think a return of of that style of play. Um, yeah, I think that the real battle of the big man is going to be the next series when we see Bam go up against Davis. I think Bam's got a better better skill set to take on Anthony Davis. Just yeah. just watching Jokic, you know, I feel like I feel like that's going to be a, a key matchup for the Heat. They're going to be really really banking on that matchup working out in their favor if they expect to, you know, get a couple of games and, and beat the Lakers. Yeah. I think that's going to be even even crazier. And I, th- I think we're going to see a, Anthony Davis probably get stifled, uh, you know. I think we're at, we're at risk for a few games getting dropped by the Lakers due to that big man battle. But I, I'm, okay. I'm, I don't know, for some reason I'm a little more scared of uh, – a little more scared of um, Bam than I am of, of Jokic, like, at this second. Um, yeah just I, I think game, I think defensively four. and like on the glass you've got to worry about Bam Adebayo a little bit more not and that's I mean Jokic is no slouch when it comes to, you know, on the defensive it's Jokic yeah. is more of that I think he is such a skilled offensive player just pa- like passing and you know just his his awkward looking skyhook his little his little mini dirt fade fade away like he is a he's going to get his on the offensive end. It's just a question of like Bam out of bio has the potential to make life really hard for Anthony Davis on like going to make it really hard for AD to score. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, you're going to have to face up against a brick wall sometimes. Uh, for sure. So. For sure. Speaking It'll of big man, speaking of big man, um, another thing I thought was really interesting was the switch to um, Dwight Howard versus JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee started every game this this season pretty much in, mm-hmm. in, in that role. JaVale McGee's been like a uh, vocals guy. But what's interesting is that the Lakers are not a great rebounding team. I think they were ninth or 10th in rebounding this year. Um, and for a team with their length, like this is it's underperforming, even though ninth and 10th might be decent. But, um, but well, the thing is Anthony like- Anthony Davis, we, like he he's put up he's had some incredible games he has not had very many good rebounding games i mean i believe one of these games he had he finished with two rebounds or you know or barely i mean so yeah, so yeah it is it my is theory on that yeah my theory on that is that like he he's running down a court waiting for lebron or somebody to pass it to him so he could score i think that he's a little too focused on offense 
and um and I mean maybe not too focused maybe you know that's that that's probably for the benefit of, of the team but um but yeah if you if you want Davis to be your scoring guy uh you know he's not going to get all those rebounds and um and, and Dwight Howard ended up being the better option and even on paper even on paper he's the better option than JaVale McGee it's kind of got me wondering like why is JaVale McGee their guy in the first place if uh, well, and we'll, you know, I guess we'll see if, if it yeah. falls apart. Yeah, yeah. Upcoming and games. But... I, I wonder if, like Dwight Howard has come a long way to get himself kind of healthy and into a position to. During the season, was kind of like that sixth man off the bench, who, you know, suddenly was putting up ten, like you know, ten and ten, kind of stat lines, uh, and some big games. And maybe it's just you've gotten close enough to the end of the season, you feel like he can give you you know, more like, he can give you more like 20 to 25 minutes instead of 15 to 20. Uh, or you can maybe ride him a little bit more and keep him in the game a little bit longer than maybe during the, the like, just the grind of the regular season. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. because, and I definitely do think, like, JaVel McGee has never been – the the man does not have a great head on his shoulders when it comes to basketball decisions. I mean, if there was a Hall of Fame for like Shaft and a fool, um, if there was a Hall of Fame for just like just not just boneheaded looking play or just awkward yeah. awkward looking plays, Javelle McGee could be featured every single week on an on it like an ESPN not top ten. Yeah, <laughs> like the man, <laughs> the man finds a way to just make some wonky looking plays. Uh, so in that sense, like Dwight Howard, old reliable, he's a veteran. He's, he's a physical play. Like he's, he's still a, he's still a beast of a play. Like physically, you know, can't necessarily bang on the boards all night long. Like he could 10 years ago, but he's still like a tower of a person. Um, yeah. And I think probably has a little bit more, savvy when it comes to like what is his role like what is like he's gonna stay in his lane and he's gonna do his job JaVel McGee feels a little more <laughs> yeah can, can get all over the place uh ungrounded yeah yeah and and you see him doing things where we we talked about this about Tim Hardaway before the pod just like do do less like we need you to do less <laughs> do less like you're doing too much you're trying too hard like we love the energy, we love the enthusiasm, but just like tamp it down, slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> so. No. For sure, for sure. Who knows? Um, man, I got some got some interesting numbers about Jokic. Um, okay. You know, speaking Why about not? how he's how he's sort of fading away. He uh, only took thirteen shots in Game Four, which is um, which is down for him. He had 12 points in the fourth quarter in game two. In game three, he had zero points in the fourth quarter. In game four, he had zero points in the fourth quarter. Now, he, he was also in foul trouble in those games. But, I mean, you have to, th- you have to like, consider that, too. Like, is Jokic uh, – is he losing steam? I sort of think he kind of wants to go home. I mean, like, the bubble has been, <laughs> been long, man. It's been long. Jokic isn't even American. Like, bro's got to be tired. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's kind of a bigger – like, he's got more of an average build, too. Like, 
he's, he looks he's really like, not even he looks like the he looks like the 45 year old guy at the rec center that's that's trailing yeah. the other like i mean he's playing a bunch of i mean of course Jokic is a younger player already but his build evokes that image of just like that dude at the wreck that can ball he can ball but he's not running and gunning with yeah. like these 20 year old <laughs> kids that are you know doing every every wish every little thing i i, I can see that a little bit um i mean I, I could see that with any of these nuggets players they've played back-to-back seven game series the lakers have gotten out in an easy an easy breezy five and yeah. so <laughs> Like LeBron James is playing his minutes, and then he's going. He's going back to his hotel room, sipping on some wine, and he's like rested and ready to go for Game Six. The Nuggets have been scrapping and clawing for the last two weeks. Uh, I also think that part of it comes down to like with the Nuggets, it feels like every other game, like you, it's either a Jokic game or it's a Jamal Murray game. Uh, like it feels like yeah. one of those two guys because we had I think in game in game three, game three was like was the uh, no 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 game two I'm sorry, game two was was Jokic and Anthony Davis going back and forth uh, at the end of the game and I think that was that was Jokic's you know twelve point or sixteen point like fourth quarter uh, and they were just trading shots back and forth. Uh, Whereas we've had games where it's Jamal Murray who is taking over and is putting up 50 points. Uh, so I feel like Denver is still, they're still kind of feeling out this scenario where it's not really clear wh- who's going who's gonna to take it upon their shoulders to like carry the team um, yeah. through the game. And, and, it's, and it's easier for a big man to kind of recede. Like he's not, He's not bringing the ball up the floor. Um, He's not initiating the offense all the time, although Jokic is a central focal point of his passing. Yeah, Yeah, he's a huge facilitator. But I think it's easier if you're you're running an iso play, like Jamal Murray is the point of attack for your offense. Um, So, but yeah, but, you know, between foul trouble, between just not being rhythm, between, you know, it's been a long – slog i i mean i don't blame any of these guys for wanting to go home you've been i mean they've been living out of hotels for i can't imagine for two (laughs) for two months now we're almost we're almost we're almost exactly or a little bit past the two-month mark um because i believe they they started prelim games end of july and we're now we're now at the end of september uh yeah so I, th- I think the Nuggets have a little bit more fight in them. I think, I think I'm hopeful. I I just I want to see more basketball. So I'm hopeful that um, they can keep keep the dream alive. Maybe one more night. But I, I agree with you. I think LeBron and the Lakers are not are not about letting. They're not going to let Denver off the mat. They're not going to let the Denver yeah. off the mat super easily either, uh, regardless of what happens tonight. Uh, yeah, it's going to take huge games from. It's going to take a big game from Jokic for this year. I'm sure that'll that'll that that might be enough to do it. But you know, um, Lakers are deep, man. They got they got a lot of talent, man. They got KCP playing well. They got Rondo playing playoff Rondo, man. I think uh, I think the Heat's going to be interesting because I mean, we were all high on the Bucks, and then the Heat 
dismantle the Bucks. Like the Heat played the Bucks well. Bam played uh played Giannis crazy. You know, held Giannis down to, down to you know reasonable amount of points. So I mean, it's they I, made, I think the, they made the Lakers, Giannis look human. They made Giannis look yeah, human. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think um I don't know, like the Lakers are. We might we might be in in store for like some good Heat Lakers game because I think I think that um they they might be able to do the same thing that they did to the Bucks on some level maybe not win the finals but on some level yeah. I think we'll see similar to what we saw against them in the Bucks where we're surprised at how well their defense is and how you know just surprised at how the Lakers are reacting to it you know like yeah getting stuck here getting stuck in a lot of possessions yeah I don't yeah. I don't want to assume too much that it's going to be Lakers heat. It looks like it looks like it is. Like if you were a betting man, like put your money on Lakers heat. But uh, it will be it'll be interesting for me like I I often view these things like narratively, you know, what what is the like overarching story of these? And it's felt like the Heat have been kind of sort of underdogs for a good chunk. I mean, they 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 play they beat the number 1 overall seed. Um, even the Celtics, they're potentially like you know, they were kind of the scrappy underdogs. Um, and, and once again, like assuming they win tomorrow night and assuming the Lakers win tonight, once again, I think they're going to be like, they're going to be the hot, you know, up, they're, they're going to be the, the fashionable choice maybe, uh, or I mean the store, like it's more interesting to think about Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, all these guys who have not won a championship as opposed to the Lakers who it's like, okay, here we go again. Like, for the 18th time, we're going to have the Lakers yeah. in the finals. Like, congrats. like I mean, they're, they're the Yankees. Uh, but you kind of have – it feels like each series, there's a little bit – there's a little bit of chatter between media or on Twitter or just NBA fans in general where it's like, oh, man, the Lakers have to face Portland. They dispatch them in five. Like, oh, man, the Lakers are going to have to beat Houston. Dispatch them in five. It's like, oh, man, you've got this, like, Cinderella team, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, like, the Denver Nuggets, they're a dream. Like, they're, they're, they're the team of destiny. If they win tonight, dispatch them in five. And so, again, you get to the finals, and it's like, okay, Lakers. It's like, oh, man, but look at it. Like, the Heat, they beat Giannis. They beat the Celtics. Like, Jimmy Butler, they're this they're – this, they've got a, got a lot of great young talent. Tyler Hero's playing out of – like, you know, oh, man – and then the Lakers dispatch them in five. Like how 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 much more do we need to continue this uh, yeah. this story of like of I think subconsciously, I, especially me. I know you are huge LeBron and you want to you want to see him win. Uh, I partly want to see him win so we can put a we can end the goat debate. Like every every LeBron win is another nail in the coffin for me when it comes to like greatest of all time. I think, I think he's not to get into this whole thing, but I think he surpassed Jordan a couple of years ago. Uh, and everything else is just like, this is becoming ice. Like this is, these are just more cherries on top of the Sunday. But, but how long are we, we going to keep coming back to this? Like, Oh man, can the Lakers do it? And then they do it easily. They do it going away. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if we see a Lakers heat final and if we see the Lakers win and if we see, and if we see them win in a controlling fashion where like the heat never really get 
a foothold. Uh, what does that do for LeBron's legacy? And we can, we can delve into this potentially in a future pod, you know, assuming we have, you know, a Lakers heat NBA finals. What does that do for LeBron's legacy? And I see a lot of people, you know, theorizing, what does that do for Anthony Davis's legacy? Uh, Cause you've seen a lot of chatter. I know a lot. I've seen a ton of people putting, putting AD it like saying his name along with a player like Tim Duncan and then inevitably a ton of people coming back and it's like, don't you ever mention them in the same two in the same yeah. sentence ever again? <laughs> like, don't you dare, don't you dare. Like Tim Duncan, the the five time NBA champ. Like what, what do you mean? Like the, the four time NBA finals MVP. Like, what are you talking? It's like Anthony Davis has not made it to an NBA finals. Like, what are you, like, what are we doing here? So it, it'll be really interesting. And we get the added benefit of what does it do for Jimmy Butler's legacy? Uh, We've seen, like, I think the 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 story, the page has kind of been flipped on Jimmy Butler for the last five or six years. It was, oh, Jimmy Butler, like he's kind of a problem personality. He's kind of like he's he's starting fights with other guys on the team. You know, he's he's getting in he's getting into arguments with the coaching staff. You know, he was the problem. He was a problem, you know, player in Chicago. He was a problem player with the Timberwolves, and then now it's kind of come around as like, actually, no, like Jimmy Butler was the guy. Uh, he was the guy that made it, made it tick in Philadelphia last year. They got their furthest into the playoffs. They're the reason the heat are suddenly a contender. He was the guy that got the Timberwolves to the playoffs before they let him go. He was the guy that got the Chicago Bulls to the playoffs the last time. So it's, it's shaped up to be an ext- a far more interesting I think finals than we might've had if it was like Clippers Lakers in this conference finals, or if it was, if it ended up being, um, and we talked about this a little bit pre-pod, like Lakers, Lakers Celtics is a snooze fest for me. Like I am like, I'll watch, I'll enjoy it, but I, I immediately check out like, Oh good. We're going to see this for the 10th time. Like we're gonna run this back <laughs> again, um, and and like Nuggets, the Nuggets and the Heat are so much more interesting to me as. But but again, I gave all those reasons for like why Lakers Heat is is interesting to me as well. Um, so yeah, I know I've I've gone on and on, but I gushed about. But no, man, bubble, an exciting time, man. Bubble basketball bubble. has has been. I think I think the biggest success of the major sports, uh, oh yeah, leagues for sure. Um, Even the it, promotion of the bubble too, like, like I don't know the NHL. Like I saw the NHL was on. I'm like, what are they doing? And they got their own bubble. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys, oh, guess, you, you guys are doing you guys that. Doing the, yeah. you guys are doing the same thing NBA did, but like NBA, I don't know the way they even the way they promoted it, like. I'm I'm just kind of like wow. Well, yeah, like it, we are we are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Thing. Like they are like championship games are being played right now tonight. But like I'm kind of more interested to see like Lakers Nuggets than I am. Like even as even as a Dallas person, even with the stars in the final in the Stanley Cup fighting for their lives, I'm like yeah, but I kind of want to I kind of want to watch. Dang. Like I kind of want to watch Lakers Nuggets. Like I. And and maybe it's it's one of those where you're switching back and forth, you know, you, you commercial break. Okay, let's let's check back in on the stars. 
uh, or let's check back in on the Lakers, you know, and vice versa. But um, yeah, uh, we're, we're running a little short on time, but I do want to get to, uh, I don't want to let Ben down. We've got, we've got one more uh, story that came out of the NBA. That's just too delicious. This is our weekly, weekly segment of roasting the Clippers, roasting Paul George. Uh, it came, it came down through the grapevine that apparently after their game seven loss to, uh, to the Nuggets, in which I believe, I want to say Paul George scored 12 points uh, and had the infamous, like, backboard shot. Uh, uh, like, just chucked one up, ricocheted off the backboard. They were down 15 and just playoff P, uh, you know, just cranking one up off the rim. Um, apparently, Paul George gathered the team up and gave – you know, a little bit of a post-game, you know, post-mortem pep talk, trying to, you know, we got to stick together. We got to, we got to hang tough through this and we got to come back stronger from it. You know, whatever cliches you want to throw out. And it apparently was met with a lot of eye rolls. Um, what <laughs> I'd love to, I, I want to get, I want to get your, your, your thought just, reactions what you what you felt when you saw that the joy i mean it brought me quite a bit of joy uh i am i'm a very spiteful person like i schadenfreude is fuels me on many a day uh enjoying the misfortune of others just is 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 so it's so delicious to like the nba personality of like man like <laughs> i love basketball but i also really love when people I don't like lose. And, oh, yeah. and that was just, that was just a little, a little extra nugget of, of beautiful uh, basketball lore uh, that got dropped this week. Uh, what, what do you, what do you think, yeah. Jay? It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's poetic. It's like, and it's so fun to think about too. Like imagine Paul George after the playoff he had, Everyone's heads down. Everyone's all crestfallen. Just <laughs> and then Paul George is the one that stands up and tries to tries to have a little little post game speech. Like, dude, you, uh, I would be mad. At him. This, and, this and, ain't it. This ain't it. Like, this, yeah. It's like <laughs> this is not. And how he's talking about, oh, like we, need, we just need to stick together. We just need more time. Like, like. Man, I don't know. Like, I'm almost mad just, like, being thousands of miles away. Like, I'm almost mad just hearing about it. But it, it's just funny, man. It's like, I hope he's not, like, completely out of touch with the situation. You know, I hope he's – I mean, you hope – Well, like... he, did, he did give himself the nickname Playoff P. So, I do think he has to be a little out of it. Like, I mean, he, <laughs> he does not – I don't think he understands the gravity – of the situation um they were (laughs) they were they were a favorite they were a favorite to not just get to an nba finals but potentially win one and and he came out after the game we talked about this last week he came out and said you know we didn't really view this 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 season as championship or bust it's like well that's news to everyone else yeah that's new like <laughs> everyone else like not only us but i mean i'm patrick beverly was looking at this like we're the greatest we're the greatest thing since sliced bread 
Like we're, this is our year. Uh, And so like, who, who are you talking to or who is letting you continue to live in this bewildered world where, you know, like we, we didn't, we, we didn't view this as a championship or bust game or like, we just really need to stick together guys. You know, I know I, I know I laid a, you know, I know I shit the bed these seven games, uh, but, and it, and I, I seriously think, you know, you know, anything could happen next year, but I seriously think the Clippers could regress to a, I mean, they could be a six, seven, eight seed and potentially get bounced from the, like, because Montrez Harrell is, is a free agent, uh, six man of the year. Uh, Kawhi Leonard only has one more year on his contract before he becomes a free agent. So like he may be looking for the door and you have this, you have this perfect storm of a player like Paul George, who was, was uber talented. Like five years ago, I would have said he is worth the picks that you just gave up to get him. And for whatever reason, he has he has regressed into like Trevor Ariza, like he's he's reg- like he's gone from MVP caliber player like competing for MVPs to a laughingstock like who does not command any respect. And you're you've combined that with a player like Kawhi Leonard who is who is an incredible player, an incredible two way player, a player that can just take over games, but he also is not a leader in the locker room. You you are not looking to Kawhi. Like we talked about Kimball Walker earlier, rallying the troops. LeBron James is going to rally the troops. Kawhi is, I mean, he's called he's called the Terminator. He's called, I mean, he's he's robotic. He he doesn't inspire players. I'm sure on that Toronto team, like it was Kyle Lowry was the lead, was the like the locker room guy, the glue guy that kept everybody kind of focused up Kawhi was just the guy who was like we need a bucket get the ball to Kawhi like Kawhi is going to get us a bucket or he's going to get us a stop um so he leads on the court but off the court like you've got you've got Patrick Beverly like Patrick Beverly is a dog he's a goon like he he's going to scrap but you don't want like he looks more like Lance Stevenson like you don't want (laughs) you don't want him being the locker room leader he's not the the I so I I just I look at this team like you could have a, 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 a an ascendant golden a Golden State team that's healthy and coming back. You've got the Lakers who could potentially be defending a title. You've got the Nuggets who have have shown themselves to be this incredible young talented team. You've got the Mavericks are young talented like they're coming for you. You got Utah they're young talented they're coming for you, and the Clippers, the Clippers look like a joke. They are a laughingstock again. <laughs> like no like it's unbelievable and all the sacrifices that that organization made just to get him there <laughs> just to get him there is insane man and he traded like, two players and i believe five draft picks so you're not going to be able yeah. to draft talent you're not going to be able to draft talent and what free agent is looking at the clippers like oh yeah i want to play with playoff p and i want to play with Kawhi leonard Nobody. That's gonna stick. That's gonna stick with him Nobody. into the regular season. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the organization's in shambles, man. Like they don't have a, they don't have a hopeful future. So 
why would I go there? You know, like, I, it's, and the it's, window, it's a mess. the window is rapidly closing. Like the, oh, the, yeah. the window, I mean, unless Paul George can return to MVP caliber form, the window, the window is slammed shut. It, it's like, unless Paul George reinvents, like, I mean, gets back to the player he was uh, in Indiana or even the player he was in Oklahoma city. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was shoot. I mean, he was shooting lights out from three was, was that second option, but it's yeah. Uh, woof. Woof. That's yeah. what I have to say. Woof. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy watching it. Um, more <laughs> so. I mean, I know Ben loves to love to see golden state go down in flames uh, this season. Um, you know, he soaked that up. I'm going to, I'm knock on wood. I'm going to soak up um, the Clippers. Just like, thank you to the Nuggets. Yeah. Thank you to Paul George. Thank you for, for feeding us. That's just. Oof. <laughs> Huge shout <laughs> out this, to the Clippers. This, this beautiful train wreck that we get to, that we get to witness. Um, yeah. So, uh Anything else we need to add on our NBA roundup for this week? Any uh, any interesting storylines you've seen or just uh, thoughts? Bubble, free agency. Um, the draft hasn't scheduled for November 18th. We'll get into a draft pod uh, probably pretty soon. Because um, yeah, we'll be the, the Mavericks, for once, we've got the 18th pick and we've got the 31st pick. We've got two first-rounders. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of interesting options for this team to either trade for talent or uh, draft another young piece to, uh, to help Luca and KP. Um, but yeah, before, before we go, anything else um, from these, from these last few games or. Uh, I think we, uh, I think we just about covered all of it. I mean, is there anybody yeah. I'll, say, I'll say this maybe as maybe a primer on future free agent talk. Is there anybody you've seen among the, the the final four teams remaining that you look at that guy and you're like, that's the guy the Mavericks need. Like that's the guy we need to poach to get this team over the hut, to get this team to the next level. If there, if there is that kind of guy, I know, I know we could probably look at like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. That would, that would put us over yeah. the top pretty quick. Um, but maybe, maybe some unsung players or just, um, Maybe not any of the marquee guys, because like Nikola Jokic ain't going anywhere. Like we're not getting Anthony Davis right. from from the Lakers. Uh, we're not we're not getting LeBron from the Lakers. Um, but have, have you seen um, anybody like that? The first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know why this name jumped into my head. I, I, I Alex Caruso, really okay. bizarre. I, I like Alex Caruso. Okay. I like I like a lot of the Lakers depth guys. To be honest, um, I like KCP. Um, Not Danny Green else? though. Miss us with with Danny Green. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Anybody on the? I mean, Marcus Smart would be. I'm a Marcus Smart fan. I'm an Oklahoma State fan. So like, I, I spent some time there. So I mean, big Marcus Smart guy. We went there at the same time. I saw him play in college. Yeah. He would I've have, he Marcus would have, you know, Oklahoma isn't necessarily Dallas, but I feel like he would have a lot of homegrown fans 
who would remember from remember him from his OK State ga- days. Yeah, and would and would welcome him with open arms to Dallas for sure. I could tell you for a fact that, that that's the case. And yeah, he's got he's got fans over here. So I mean, Marcus Smart would be great. Um, man, who else? Um, I know I know Mavs Twitter has been a buzz about um, Jeremy Grant, the like starting center, oh, yeah. kind of power forward for Denver. It's probably going to be a little pricey, but like he he does. He does fit that build of like that defensive kind of um, that rangy, lanky defensive center that we could that we could use. I I was looking at this the other day. A, a more veteran guy on the Nuggets, Paul Millsap, um, who's okay. you know been around the block, but I really think could be could potentially be like a solid like that veteran kind of glue guy shoots shoots the ball pretty well from three like to to kind of fit in kind of the the offense that we um that the nba has just adopted you know um but still like a physical like rebounder is not going to get pushed around um yeah i'm trying to think yeah i, I know, like that i know ben has expressed like there are probably three or four different guys on the heats roster that any of them we would love to have, including Jimmy Butler. Uh, but Goran Dragic is a free agent. Um, we mentioned oh, yeah. him before. That would be or will be a free agent. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is another, like, physical kind of swing defender. Um, Bam Adebayo is, is outside of probably our price range. Or I don't think Pat Riley is never going to let him go. Yeah, they're holding point. on to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but even even a former Maverick like Jay Crowder is another guy that you're just like man I would yeah love to be able to snag that guy back. Um, I would like Jay Crowder. Yeah, I think the Celtics more the Celtics kind of stand out. The, I would I want kind of want their centers, man, Daniel Tice and uh, Cantor. I think I think would be great fits on the Mavs. I've been a, I've been a fan of of Cantor for a while. Um, yeah, he would be he would be a solid. Uh, a solid yeah, center, I think, to to place next to next to KP. So who knows? A lot of uh, a lot of options, a lot of a lot of shopping that, that needs to get done this off season. Yeah. Mark Cuban, I hope you're listening. Donnie Nelson, <laughs> I hope you're listening. They're um, our biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> what if that? What if that actually? Like, do you think Donnie Nelson? Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban don't listen. I mean. All, all the love to like all things Mavs and, and a lot of the other like Dallas Mavericks centered like podcasts and like fan accounts and Twitter accounts. But do we think they pay attention to what like the Mavs stan accounts and fan accounts like they don't they don't they don't pay attention whatsoever to there's no way. They no. they are consuming any of this kind of stuff. <laughs> now, if, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Did? But what if they did? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've quietly, very quietly, in my own head, have fantasized about like us sitting courtside, like you know, of of, of us of, of <laughs> doing, you know, doing Fox play Sports by play? calling us. Or yeah, they're they're calling us during the game, bro. They're like, oh, we need to see what the goon says about this, uh, you know, like, <laughs> or or the organization. I don't know, like asking us, okay, well, what's y'all's opinion on this? What's y'all's opinion on it? Like, I've like. Low no, 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 no. We, we are here to cover impossible. the organization 
and just and give a very much a fan perspective. But don't for a don't for a second believe any NBA executive is wondering what is what is Jay Bonnie what is what is Andrew the Good what is what is Ben Seibel we gotta we gotta get the pulse we gotta get a, get the pulse of the fans on this. If I think Mark Cuban called you right now and was like, "We need to have a meeting, bro." Like, oh, I would I would I would I would say when and where when and where. Like, oh yeah, for sure. No doubt for, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, knock on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can all dream. No. We can all dream. Yeah. Um, but Just Mark, if you, if you are fantasy. listening, if you are listening, get us, get us Marcus Smart and an S Canner. Get us Marcus Smart. Or, get us some, uh, <laughs> or, some fresher gear too, some fresher jerseys. Yes, that's some, true. Um, Actually, yeah, we need, okay, so we want to sit courtside to do uh, game commentary and then we need you to uh, we need you to let Ben redesign all the jerseys. That's what that's what needs to happen. So if you're if you're listening, if you're listening, Mark, Donnie, like get on it. Rick, I know I know Rick, you know, follows all the Twitters. Uh, Rick Carlisle, like please, like lean on some guys within the organization. Uh, get it done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been your desperate pitch from Buckets and Beyond. Uh, Jay, it's been fun. It's been fun. We gotta get we gotta get Ben back in here. It's 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 yeah. a blast, but it it's it doesn't it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. It's not quite the same without our captain. Without we're, our boy, we're we're down we're down a player similar similar to the Mavericks. You know they lost KP and it was just a little bit more of a struggle. Where we're struggling a little bit, but it's all it's always a good time, regardless, with or without yep. Ben. Yep. So give us a follow on Twitter at buckets beyond. Uh, we're on Instagram too at buckets and beyond the name of the podcast. Um, follow me on Instagram at J Bonnie TX. Um, we're all on, we're all at, we're all everywhere, man. You know, yeah. you know, this, all, man. The, all the social medias. Uh, we have not made the jump to TikTok quite yet. Uh, I don't know if we ever will. Um, that's a, bit, that's a little bit beyond what me. What would we even do? Are we going to dance on TikTok? <laughs> I don't even know well, no, how I we mean, would do that. TikTok, TikTok is kind of an all-encompassing thing. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen, I mean, comedians post their material on TikTok a lot. Um, podcasts, I, I mean, hmm. so it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch-all for like if you have video and audio that you want put out there. So, uh, but yeah, this has been buckets and beyond. Uh, this has been your temporary host uh andrew the goon bennett here with you that's jay bonnie uh and we'll catch you all next time yes sir thank you